0: I'm Jane Travis, and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hello, 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 and welcome back. And if this is your first time here, it's really great that you found us. Welcome on board. And welcome to this in the last of this mini-series where I'm sharing four of the most popular podcasts that I've produced that are all to do with self-care to help you at this time, because as you already know, we've been through and are still going through some difficult times, it's fair to say. So, so far in episode 117, we've explored how to manage the ebb and flow of working life and how to be productive even on really low energy days. Episode 118, I've talked to guest Charlie Hyde and we shared our own experiences of burnout along with some practical tips and ideas to help you to protect yourself. In episode 119, I had the amazing guest expert, Howard Baumgarten, who helped us to learn the difference between, you know, so what is the difference between compassion fatigue and burnout, and again, how can you protect yourself from it? And today, in the last of this four-part mini-series, I'm going to share with you 10 really simple ways to get motivated and ready to grow your private practice, because You know, with everything that we've been through and, you know, the current cost of living crisis, it can be really easy to slip into feeling really demotivated and wondering, is it even worth it? You know, maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, what's the point if nobody can actually afford therapy? But look, you know, I'm here to tell you that although there are going to be people that can't afford therapy, this is nothing new, (laughs) There are always people that don't have the money for private therapy and there always will be. And yes, I completely agree. That totally sucks because everybody should be able to get the help that they need. I think we can all agree with that. But I'm here to tell you that there are still people out there that can afford therapy. I mean, me, for example. Now, I'm quite a long way from being rich, I can assure you of that. But, you know, I needed some therapy and, you know, I needed some help. I've got things on my mind, things that I need to work out. So I did what I always do. You know, I invest in some some help and I've invested in a therapist. And let's face it, more people than ever are struggling with what's, what life has thrown them lately. You know, we, we know that people are more anxious. There's more depression. There's, there's just so much out there that it's really important that we still get out there and let them know that we're here and ready to help them. Now, when it comes to private practice, there are basically only two things that you really need to work on to be successful. One is marketing. You need to let people know who you are and who you help. So don't be the world's best kept secret. And the second thing is mindset it's really important to keep working on your mindset so that you don't accidentally self-sabotage yourself out of business. So marketing and mindset, just concentrate on those two things. So today I'm sharing with you 10 simple ways to get motivated to grow your practice. I really hope that you enjoy this. So I've got a little question for you. Are you the sort of person that springs out of bed enthusiastically, ready to take on the day? No? Well, look, me neither. So if you're feeling a little bit unmotivated, a little bit lethargic, I've got for you 10 really simple ways to help you to get motivated to work on your private practice. Because let's face it, we all need a little bit of help sometimes, don't we? but look just before I get on to that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Grow Your Private Practice book. Now if you don't know about the Grow Your Private Practice book it's a book I wrote a couple of years ago and it gives you really a no-nonsense and grounded practical insight into growing your practice and it helps you both to develop as a counsellor but also as a person because it's talking about personal development too. Now this book is perfect If you're just starting out in private practice or if you've been seeing clients for a while but really want to just clarify your uh, marketing or you need to refresh your skills a little bit. And because action really is the key to growth, it has lots of practical action steps that are going to help you to move forward along with time for reflection and questions for reflection. Now, it actually comes in three parts. So there's a quick start section, a mindset section. And a practical section. In the quick start section, it's all about getting started quickly and on a budget. Because very often when we start out, we're on a budget, aren't we? So in this section, I'll show you how to get started when you don't know where to start and a website is not required to get started. Mindset section is, it's so important because Mindset is everything. You know, mindset is 98% of being in business, really. And it's something that's really important to work on. So, do you have a nagging fear that you're not good enough and feel like a fraud? Then take a look at the section on mindset and see how being in private practice can really help you with your personal development. And then there's a practical section too, because if the thought of being visible makes you feel awkward, you know, relax because I'm going to show you how to attract clients in a way that feels right for you, that feels authentic with no selling required. So the Grow Your Private Practice book's available now on Amazon. It's by me, Jane Travis. So go and check it out. Okay, so where were we? Yeah, we were looking at 10 simple ways to get motivated to work on your private practice. Okay, so here's the first one. And this is something that I don't think we really utilize as much as we should do and that is to use the power of music. If ever you're just not in the mood for anything, the power of music can make a massive difference. So if you ever need to have a cry, music's going to help you to let the tears flow. If you ever need to feel more sociable, or you need to lift your mood, music is just perfect at that. So when it comes to business, when I need a little energy boost, I put my 70s disco playlist on and it never fails to lift me. Or a classic like, you're just too good to be true. I mean, how can you not feel better after listening to something like that? Also, you could have a just for fun playlist that includes some cheeky classics like, I mean, I love Chas and Dave, Ain't No Pleasing You. I know it's cheesy, but I love it and I just can't not sing along. I have to sing along to it. And when I'm singing along to something that's good fun, it gives me a boost of energy. So try it. And whilst you're at it, tell me what's on your playlist to give me some ideas. So the power of music is something that's, it's there and it's available to everybody. So, you know, that's the first thing that I would say. The second one is to wake your body up, basically. Move, stretch, take some big, deep breaths. You know, just have a couple of minutes of stretching, windmill your arms about a bit, do some squats, and that's going to help to get some blood pumping around and will wake you up. Now, something that I've started to do is every time I boil the kettle for a coffee, and, you know, trust me, this is a lot, I do a few exercises. So what I tend to do is I'll either sort of just, like I say, windmill my arms around, do some squats, do some twists, do something, And it really helps me to, you know, increase my energy every time that I do it. So number three is to reconnect with your why. Now, sometimes doing marketing activities can just feel like another job to tick off your to-do list. And let's face it, no one got into counselling because they want to spend their time marketing. So I want you to think about why did you start counselling? What was it that drove you to embark on the huge commitment of time, money, and effort to train to be a counsellor? Why is this important to you? How does counselling make you feel? Why do you want to be in private practice? Maybe it's a choice that you have for the freedom, for the opportunity to work in a way that feels right for you. What would being successful in private practice mean to you? Would it mean more money? helping more people? Would it be about feeling proud about what you do and getting that brilliant sense of achievement? If you can reconnect with your why, it's going to remind you that you aren't doing marketing just for the fun of it, but because the marketing that you do is helping you to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. And whilst we're on the subject, number four is to consider the money. Because we can sometimes forget that, you know, well, we don't forget, of course we don't forget, but sometimes it feels weird thinking about the money side of it. But just to put it into perspective, if you charge £50 for a session, which is about average for most of the UK, excluding London, it's it's more in London, but over the majority of the UK, an average is about £50 a session just three extra clients a month is going to bring in approximately an extra £600 a month. Now, where else can you get a pay rise like that? What would you do with that money? Surely that's worth making the effort for. Surely that's worth making the time for. Surely that's worth learning the new skills. I certainly think so. So number five is kind of an oldie but goodie, really. this isn't something new. You already have heard of this, but it's one of those things we sometimes forget. And that is to just write down three things that you want to achieve today. Just three. If you put down more than three, then it's easy to get overwhelmed. So make them realistic, but enough to just stretch you a little bit. So for example, to say something like, I want to rewrite my homepage, that's okay. But to rewrite my website, no, that's far too big. So, you know, have a little think about that. So when I think about, you know, these small goals, what I always think of, and again, this is really old school, but consider the SMART goals. Remember the acronym S-M-A-R-T. So S stands for specific, M stands for measurable, A stands for achievable, R stands for relevant and T stands for timely. So that is basically whenever you choose yourself a goal, if you can make it something that's specific, so you know exactly what it is that you want to achieve. So putting something like research, research blog titles or something like that, that's not really specific. So you need to have something specific so that you know if you if you've done it, you'll know exactly that you've done it. There'll be no There'll be no thinking. Oh, did I do that or not? You'll know for sure. You'll be able to put a tick against that box. So it needs to be specific. It needs to be measurable, so that you, like I say, it can you can measure the fact that you've done it. You need to be able to achieve it. So there's no point saying, right? I want to learn how. I want to learn SEO. When you've never looked at SEO before, you know, putting that down as one of your daily goals is far too big relevant, so it needs to be relevant to you building your practice. And timely means that you need, need to get it done within a certain amount of time, okay? Like I say, it really is old school, but it's stood the test of time. And if you want to learn more about SMART goals, just do a little Google and you'll find all sorts of stuff. And number six, now this is kind of the same thing really, it's, well, it's in the same ilk. Is there something that stays on your to-do list for ages, because if there is, do that first. The chances are that it's not as bad as you thought and it won't take up nearly as long as you imagined it would. Doing it first means that you're going to have more energy to tackle it. And once you've finished it, you're going to get a huge sense of achievement. And you could check out the book Eat That Frog, which is about, you know, doing the big things first. Um, so yeah, if you're I mean, I I tend to do this all the time. I'll write a to-do list and then I'll put something on the next day's to-do list and then the next day's to-do list and the next day's to-do list. So if you're a bit like me, make that the first thing that you tackle when you're fresh and ready to go. So number seven is use the Pomodoro technique. Now the Pomodoro technique has been a game changer for me. Basically what you're doing is you're setting time boundaries around the work that you're doing. So this means that you don't start to go down a rabbit hole and spend like, you know, five hours trying to do one thing. We're busy. You're busy. You don't want to be wasting time. You've got to, it's all about working smarter and not harder. So for me, the Pomodoro technique really keeps me focused and it keeps what I'm doing into a time boundary. So what do you do for the Pomodoro? Well, there are loads of different apps you can use, but you don't need an app. You certainly don't need to pay for an app. What I do is I just use the timer on my phone and you'll set the timer for anything up to 25 minutes. So it could be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but 25 minutes is a good amount of time. So you decide what you want to achieve in that 25 minutes. You turn all of your distractions off. So turn Facebook off, you know, just not have any distractions. And then you focus completely on the task at hand and for that 25 minutes you totally focus on doing that one thing and then when the timer goes off you stop so you then have a five minute break so basically set the timer again for five minutes and just you know go for a wee or get a coffee or walk around the garden and just have a break and that just helps helps the brain to kind of reset itself. So you can do up to three of these pomodoros and then take a proper break of like half an hour or so. Now for me, this is, this works like a dream because it comes becomes like a mini challenge to see how much that I can accomplish in that amount of time. And it's really great for focusing. So sometimes if my day is a real struggle I'll just say to myself, right, I'm going to do one Pomodoro or two Pomodoros and then I can stop. So I do a deal with myself. And then after I've done the amount that I said that I was going to do, I might decide to stop because that was the deal I made. So it could be that I say, right, I've done what I wanted to do. Now I'm going to go and do something else. But sometimes what happens is once I start working, I kind of get into the groove, I kind of get into the mood and it helps me to sort of carry on and do a little bit more work. But the Pomodoro technique is is fantastic, and I talk about it in the Grow the. But the Pomodoro technique is fantastic, and I talk about it in the Grow Your Private Practice Club all the time. I I advise all the members. In fact, I've got some training on it. I've got one of the. I've got a series of trainings. They're called Quick Win Trainings, and it's all little trainings that take. You know, less than half an hour, most for about ten or fifteen minutes, and it looks at things that do just give you a real quick win. And a Pomodoro, the Pomodoro technique, is a massive quick win. And I tell all my members to to use the Pomodoro technique in loads and loads of different ways, because you know it means that you can do something in a, in a in a timely manner rather than it taking like forever. I don't know if you've heard of the no, then what's it called? oh, it's gone out of my head now. I can't remember it. That's embarrassing, isn't it? But there's there's a name for it. But it's basically that a job will last as long as the amount of time you give it. So let's take writing a blog, for example. If you say, right, I'm going to write a blog this week, I'll guarantee you it's going to take you all week to write that blog. If you say, I'm going to write a blog today, it'll take you all day. If you say, this hour, I'm going to write a blog. It will take you that hour. So there's something about putting a time boundary around it that makes your brain do it in the time that you're supposed to. I'm really annoyed. It's Parkinson's law. That's it. I knew I knew it. It's called Parkinson's law. And it means that your the job will expand or contract to fit into the time that you've given it so that's why doing pomodoros are great because you're putting a time boundary around it so instead of going down rabbit holes or researching things or uh, I do this all the time to be honest yes I do pomodoros but there are other times as well where I'll sort of have a little look on social media or I'll faff about to be honest and if I'm in a faffy day Pomodoro is the thing that's going to help me to stop faffing about and actually do the things that I know that I want to do. So if you're a bit faffy give it a go. Right number eight is kind of again it's on a similar sort of ilk and this is about listening to ambient music. Now a while ago I started to listen to this ambient music to help me to focus. It all started off with kind of the background sound of being in a coffee shop, which is one of my favourite places anyway, but basically put your earphones in, you have it down low and it's like the background hum and sounds of a coffee shop and the coffee machine and people chatting. And there's something about that that stops you being distracted by what's in the world around you. Don't really know how it works, but it does work. So I actually now use something called Brain FM. Now this isn't free, you have to pay for it. But I find it really helpful. It's worth having a look. They do have a free trial, so it's Brain FM. Like I say, basically, it's some sort of magic where this background noise helps you to focus. And on Brain FM, they've done some scientific studies. And so it's worth reading up on it. But look, you don't have to pay. There are lots of free apps, or you can just search on YouTube as well. And then just pop your earphones in, turn the sound down low and see how you get on. And again, I'd really love to know how you get on and what you like to listen to. But just be careful because if you listen to something like Waves, it just made me have to go to the loo every five minutes. So just be careful what you listen to. You don't want something that's too relaxing. You want something that's going to help to energise you and keep you focused. Now, number number nine is all about rewarding yourself. And I'm really big on this because it's far better you know, if if we're talking about the carrot and the stick, the carrot wins hand down, rewards work. So whether it's a star chart for a child, whether it's like a meeting nibble for your dog, or whether it's a bonus for an employee, rewards work. And I remember this worked with my youngest son. When he was little, he was about five or six, he went through a phase of being extremely hard work. Let's put it that way. And it got so, so bad to the point that I actually, and I don't like to admit this because obviously I love my kids, you know, enormously. But I used to dread picking him up from school because he'd come home and he'd just be, he'd be like, he'd like be like a nightmare child. <laughs> uh, blessing is not like that, now, But it was awful and it was horrible. So what I did is I went to the pound shop and he was really into toy cars. And I bought a load of toy cars. Obviously, they were only a pound. So I bought loads of toy cars. And I basically worked out, it was like a star chart. It was basically right. If you, if you do these things and you get five star charts, then you can choose any car out of the box. And I swear to God, he changed like almost instantly. It was phenomenal. It was, it, again, it was like magic. I've never seen anything work so well. So rewards really well uh, really work well but being self-employed means that you're the person that has to reward yourself. So the way that you can do this is give yourself something to look forward to after you've done your the things on your you know the three things on your to-do list. So It could be that you buy yourself your favourite magazine or you get like just a new nail polish or a lipstick that doesn't cost very much. It may be that after a week of work you have a manicure or a massage or you treat yourself to a nice meal out or lunch with friends. But it doesn't have to cost anything at all. It might be that you say, right, I'm just going to sit down and read a chapter of my book or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to have a bubble bath or something like that. You know, think about yourself. Think about what would be a nice little reward for you. Maybe list out the sorts of things that you'd enjoy. Whatever works for you is absolutely fine. I would just say just a little caveat there. And This is because my niche used to be around relationships with food. <laughs> Try not to have a food reward all the time because it can get out of hand. Okay. So just, just put that out there. Can't help. Just can't stop myself. You can take the girl out of counselling, but you can't take the counselling out of the girl. Okay, so there you have it. Ten really simple ways to get motivated so that you can get on with your marketing activities and attract more clients. So we've had a look at using the power of music and getting together a playlist. We've had a look at waking your body up just with simple movements. We've had a look at reconnecting with your why. Why is this so important to you? And we've had a look at considering the money side of it. What difference would this extra money make to you? We've looked at writing down just three things that you want to focus on today. And we've looked at doing the hardest thing first and getting that off your to-do list. I've talked you through the Pomodoro method and how brilliant that that can be and listening to ambient music and then we looked at rewarding yourself which is you know a brilliant thing to do and finally choosing something that you enjoy doing it and if you need help with any of those things remember the Grow Your Private Practice membership is there for you for extra support you'll be around your peers we have lots going on all the time so please come along and join us so which of those 10 things are you going to try first i'd really love to know so you know drop me a line you know or send me a dm on social media i'm usually on linkedin which is jane travis that's jane without a y or if you're on instagram just do a search for grow your private practice and drop me a dm like i say i I love hearing from you now we've been through so much unwanted change recently But that reminds us that change is the only constant, really, which means that things can always change for the better. So here's a final thought, an affirmation for you. Repeat this out loud as many times as you can every single day. Ready? I am stronger, wiser, and more confident with each new day. Okay, that's it for this mini-series. I hope that you found it helpful. And all that I've got left to say is have a fabulous week. And I really look forward to speaking to you again soon. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny, five-star review. Bye.